Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Amazing Seller Podcast. I'm super excited as always, and you're going to hear me say that a lot, super excited. It's one of my words. I use that word a lot because I'm generally high strung. I'm, I'm really animated a lot of times. I'm not Italian either. Uh, I love Italian food. Uh, I can't get enough of it. But uh, yeah, so you know, I'm usually excited and, and I'm very excited today just because I am. I just, uh, I'm loving this business. I'm loving this podcast. I'm, heck, I'm loving you guys because you guys are allowing me to get behind this mic and deliver a message and help so many because so many of you have already reached out to me and, uh, and just have been really, really supportive and uh, just, you give me that you know, that voice that I need back, especially these voicemails that I've been receiving now because I added that voicemail option to leave a question. And if you haven't done so already and you want to leave one, or even if you have done one, I've actually received two uh, messages from two different people with two different questions. Uh, so you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and you can leave your question there. Uh, you can also leave a written one there as well. But I, I got to be honest, I mean, I'm getting flooded with, uh, with uh, questions and I'm going to try to go through them and group them so this way here we can make it you know more productive on the show itself uh, i want to thank everyone that has left uh, itunes uh, feedback or review you guys are awesome uh, i mean you guys are all awesome but the ones that leave the reviews are even more awesome so if you want to be awesome you better go over there anyway i'm just kidding uh yep just me and my dog again here today sitting in uh in our office and getting ready to deliver this uh this podcast for you. We're going to answer two questions today that are related to the same topic, which is basically samples for your products and uh, and how to. Uh, well, I'll let them ask the questions, but it's going to be about samples and you know how many samples should you get and all that stuff, and uh, and you know how do you converse with them. And I already did a show on sourcing and how to pick your supplier, and I even gave uh, some email. Uh, you know, examples and stuff. So uh, if you wanted to catch that episode, that one there is at episode number six. So it would be theamazingseller.com forward slash six. And you can listen to that episode if you haven't done so already, or you can go back to kind of refresh on it if you're at that stage. Because I know right now, a lot of people are struggling with the product selection. And I, I've done past episodes on that. Just the last one before this one, we, we talked about that. So, you know, obviously that next stage is then you have to, you know, get your supplier and then you have to be able to, to you know, make adjustments, get samples. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. All right. So with that all being said, let's jump right into the first question and it's from Mikey. So take it away, Mikey. Hey, Scott, it's Mikey again. Everything you're doing is super awesome. Please keep it up. Uh, I keep having 5 billion questions every time I keep listening through all your stuff. Uh, my question is, once I contact a supplier, this is after I've picked a product that I think could work, once I contact a supplier and then uh, I get a sample of the product, let's say, what's the best way of engaging with them to get that product customized? Or, you know, because I'm looking at the product in the market that I would be competing with and I'm trying to make, make the, my product a little bit better than that. So um, what do you think is the best way to start that conversation with the supplier? Thanks, man. Really, really good question, Mikey. And, uh, you know, pick up the excitement a little bit in the beginning of that, though. You had to be down a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I get it. You're frustrated a little bit, probably. But, yeah, 
you really uh, you really touch on some good points here that are you know things again that I kind of overlook uh, that uh, are very important, and it's being able to communicate with your suppliers. And in the beginning, it's really right. You're throwing out a bunch of emails out there to these suppliers. Let's say through Alibaba, which I've already talked about um, how to do that. And you know, from there, you're waiting to see who basically responds. And even the ones that respond back aren't necessarily always going to be the best candidates, but it's a way to kind of, that's like your first filter, right? Uh, So let's say that you're past that stage, which it sounds like you are, and you found a supplier that can deliver a certain product, but now you want to differentiate yourself because you don't want to just compete, you know, apples to apples. You want to be able to have yours have something additional. Uh, So the first thought on this is you don't necessarily have to change the entire product or the product at all. What you could do is add an accessory to it. So maybe look at, and I don't know the product, so I can't really give you an exact idea, but let's just say, uh, for an example, let's just say that uh, you're looking at a, I don't know, a garlic press. We'll go with that one again because it's just what I've been using. And you know that that garlic press, everyone else is selling the same exact one or similar, right? Similar thing. But maybe, you know, you realize that also people are, uh, you know, maybe there's certain bags that uh, people store garlic in. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably totally wrong, but uh, I'm just throwing something out there. You get what I mean. Uh, or here's another example. Uh, let's say a Keurig uh, coffee thing, right? Where, the, the, where you make the coffee with the one cup coffee. Uh, well, you have, you know, a lot of times, you know, if you have like your storage place for the the Keurig cups, um, you know, you would need a storage holder. So maybe you're selling a storage holder, but then maybe as an accessory, you could also include one of the, the Keurig, uh, it's like a little dispenser that you can put your own coffee in. So kind of, you get the best of both worlds, right? And that might not be a great example, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Maybe just a small accessory that wouldn't cost a lot that can add value to it, but you really wouldn't even have to increase your price much because you know, you're going to be able to charge a little bit more because now you're a premium product. Um, the other thing is, is if you are going to modify it to try to make it differently, um, you can do that. And a lot of suppliers will do that. You know, maybe it's a different handle style. And I talked about this before. Uh, you know, let's say that you had a certain handle that you liked on another product, but it wasn't on this particular product. You could show them a picture of that, you know, take a screen grab of it or video, whatever you want to do. And you can say, is there any way to, you know, come up with something similar to this? Maybe not exact. Uh, and again, maybe it's patented, you know, it's something else you want to look into, uh, you know, but you can a lot of times ask them if they can custom create, like maybe let's just say a custom handle for the garlic uh, press. Because again, let's go back here for a second though. If you are in the product selection stage or the you know finding out the product, you should be looking through those reviews of that product and then listening to what people say. And that's you know what here I am talking and I think I'm thinking to myself and I just came up with the idea right. And this is something that I would be doing is then going through the reviews and listening to people saying, "I wish it came with this too." Okay. And I did that exact thing, and I'm not going to reveal what it was, but uh, you know, people were saying that it was great, but I, you know, it didn't come with a guide. That was another one. It didn't come with a guide, so maybe it's a simple thing as having a printed guide made and insert that into your packaging. You know what? That's a great idea, actually. Um, you know, so uh, you know, anyone listening out there that's trying to think of that accessory that they can't have that's you know not that expensive, a little colored guide 
that can you can put in there that might have you know twenty five recipes, uh, right? Not a PDF, not a um, you know an ebook that everyone's trying to give away. That doesn't have as much value if it has an actual printed uh, book, or maybe uh, you know some certain type of. Uh, you know, if you were if you were doing this for a certain product that supported this, maybe it was something that you could track things with, right? Maybe it was a tracker of some kind, right? Uh, maybe it was a little booklet that had like numbers and and certain things in there to track something because the thing that you're purchasing, you know, needed to you know something to track, uh, you know, something to make it easier to use. I guess is what I'm saying. Again, I'm totally thinking out loud here, and you know, some of this might not even be making any sense, but I think it is. Uh, but yeah, so you just want to add something to the product. Product, not necessarily having to customize the product. If you do want to customize the product, um, it's something you can do later too. If you just wanted to test it first and say, you know what, I want to get the the, the you know the the least amount of work put into this thing and just get it out the door, which I'm a big fan of, and then customize later, uh, you know, or you know, do custom packaging later, all of that stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of that. So just kind of, you know, getting it, putting your brand on it, your logo, and maybe adding a small little accessory to it that won't cost much. And then boom, pushing it out the door and seeing what happens. Um, that's what I would probably suggest doing, but I would, I would say steer away from the, the, the huge customization stuff yet, unless it's something simple that you know that they could, you know, sew something on or, um, you know, maybe make something a little bit different because, uh, you know, maybe you, they just had to add a piece of fabric or they had to add a piece of plastic somewhere. Um, again, without knowing the product, we, we, we really can't brainstorm too much on that, but I think you could brainstorm on your own now that you, you hear what I'm saying here. It might not be a customization of the product at all. Um, it could be even just changing maybe the color of the handle, maybe to make it look different, right? Maybe, you know, maybe something like that. But I think going through those reviews is also going to give you ideas because people are going to say things like, it was longer than I thought. I wish it was shorter. Or, you know, uh, you know, maybe it said it didn't come with a guide on how to use it. I really wish it did. Uh, you know, so things like that. Look at the one and the two and the three star and uh, even sometimes the four star and listen to what they're saying about it that they wish it had or that it didn't have. Uh, and then that way there you could possibly do that. So that's what I would do on that, Mikey. That's that's exactly what I would do. And I'm kind of glad I flushed this out publicly because it was me brainstorming live right now, non-scripted. I have nothing that I'm looking at other than the mic and my computer screen. That is it. But I guess I really didn't answer the entire question. The other part was like, how do you present it? How do you discuss these changes with them, right? And you know, the best way is either Skype uh, or email. And with email, you can just include a bunch of pictures. And if you, you know, if you have, you know, any ability to, you know, or any, you know, resources to be able to draw on, uh, you know, on a certain picture maybe and saying, I, I want this to go here or something. Uh, or you can even do it on a piece of paper and take a picture of it and send it to him. I actually had someone that was customizing a box, which I didn't end up doing, but the person didn't do it in like Photoshop or nothing. They just, they drew it. And they said the box was going to be like this. It was going to be this long and, and, uh, it was going to be this deep. And then it was going to have these circles, you know, like cut out so you could see through it. Um, so you know what I mean? Like it, it really just do what you need to do. If you want to shoot a video, I actually had one supplier shoot a video on their iPhone of the actual, uh, you know, the, the side of the product that I wanted to see closer. So they actually showed me it and they showed me it operating. Uh, so you can do that as well. You know, uh, you can have them do it and then you can do it. Uh, so really with today's technology, it's, 
it's easier than ever, right? So just use pictures, uh, you know, be as clear as possible, uh, you know, try to show them exactly what you want to modify and, and tell them, you know, how you think that they can do it. And then they may come up with a whole nother idea. Now, I want to go back to the whole thing about customizing it, though, for a second, because I did look into that, and it's not as expensive as you would think to even come up with, like 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 we said, like a, uh, a garlic press. Right, let's just say that. If you wanted to create a new handle, it's going to basically make them create a uh, new mold, okay? And with that new mold, it's going to be a setup fee, and it's going to be that type of first manufacturing fee. For me, I had a quote on, a, on a, something similar to that. And it, I think they told me it was going to be $1,500 additional for the mold, for the setup, for the creation. But once that's done, now they're going to use that mold for your jobs and you're not going to continue to pay that $1,500. So if you broke that down for 1,000 units, it's not that expensive when you look at the big picture. All right. So um, that's why, you know, to customize something, it's a great idea. It's going to slow the process down. That's why I'm a big fan at first of just taking what's already selling, taking something that's similar, maybe modifying it within colors because colors usually they can modify without any added cost or any added time uh, or adding that accessory like we talked about or the extra guide or whatever, you know, a little accessory that's going to make that that product different. So I hope that that has answered everything for you on that, Mikey. I think it has. And like I said before, I'm just thinking on the fly here, but that's exactly what I would do. So with that being said, let's move on to the next question, which is related to this. Uh, I, I, this one here is more about samples. So let's, uh, let's hear what Travis has to say about samples. Hey, Scott, this is Travis. Uh, first of all, I love the show. It's been really great catching up and listening to all the episodes, tons of value. Really appreciate all the time you're spending um, teaching all of us how to do this. So uh, my question is in regards to samples. Obviously, we don't want to get anything from China or overseas um, without seeing a sample first. And so my question would be, how many samples are you getting? Um, the first sample comes across uh, and it doesn't have your packaging. Then you decide, yes, I like this product or no, I, I don't. I want to add, you know, three centimeters to this side or, you know, I want it thicker or whatever it is. Um, you get another sample and then you send them your packaging um, specs and um, what happens then? Do you get another sample with your packaging and like this is how it will come to the customer or do you depend on PDFs and emails to figure out your packaging and you're just really mainly worried about your product? Um, love to hear your response to this. Thanks again. Bye. Hey, Travis. Uh, thank you so much for that question too, by the way. Uh, very, very good. I love the question because it's important. And these are the things that we don't really discuss in depth uh, because a lot of times we take this stuff for granted. You know, you just expect that people know. I'm going to give you what I did for my first product um, and the second product. Uh, I learned <laughs> from my second product what not to do, and I'm going to share that with you. Uh, and uh, yeah, samples are very, very important. And the first thing I want to say about samples is people... I've seen in the Facebook groups and, you know, everywhere that people are talking about FBA and private labeling, people are all up in arms about how much samples cost, right? They're like, wow, they want to charge me $50 for a sample. How dare them? You know, they're shipping it to you in three days, DHL usually. Shipping from China to the U.S. is not cheap. Uh, so it's not that expensive. So I want you to get over that, all right? Uh, 
And I want you to be prepared to be able to, you know, get at least two to three samples from that same company. Uh, so, you know, 150 bucks, which is, is cheap. We're talking about a business here, right? So, and I know, Travis, this wasn't your question, but I just have to really talk about that because I know people listening are going to have these, these issues and these thoughts, or they're going to hear other people talking about it and then think that that applies to them. So samples are very important. Now, when I first did my very first product, uh, I was in a rush, uh, and it, it all worked out, though. I just want to say that. There's no bad ending here. It all worked out, but I did get samples, and uh, they uh, basically sent it uh, to my home office here. I inspected like two or three different ones because the nice thing is, even though they're going to charge you like 30 to 50 bucks for a sample, depending on your size and the weight, uh you know, they'll usually cram a bunch of stuff in that bag. So if you want a bunch of different samples of different related products that aren't that heavy or maybe just different colors, they'll usually pack it all in there. It's not about them giving you the sample. It's about them with the shipping. They don't want to pay the shipping. And I don't blame them, uh, but it's just the cost of doing business. All right, but the initial part is not going to come with any branding, any of your logos or anything like that. And depending on how intricate your packaging is or how much, how you know intricate you want it to be, um, that's a whole nother story. Me personally, I'm all about getting it here, getting your name on it and getting it out the door and then seeing what happens. You can always customize the packaging. You can always add an accessory to it if you want to. You can always change things. But a lot of times that takes more time than it's worth because you're just trying to get the product here so you can get it listed. Now, it was funny because I did an interview with Troy Peterson who did this exact thing and he was like, he had a product. It didn't even care about the, it didn't even matter about the packaging. It could have came in just a a clear bag with a sticker on it and people are happy. So it's going to be product dependent too, right? It's going to depend on the product that you're selling. You know, does the packaging make it sell for more? Usually it does. And and I'm a big believer in making the packaging look nice or at least a nice insert card because that's a cheaper way to do it. If you're thinking about like a custom box, a lot of times the setup for that is going to cost you more than the actual box. So in the beginning, you might not want to do that. Okay, you might not want to spend the money on that. You might want to just go and say, you know what? Let's do a nice insert card inside of the of the uh, the clear bag, and then this way here, it can look. You can get a nice, thick, heavy, like cardboard printed, uh, you know, glossy insert card that looks like it's packaging, right? So it's a cheaper way to do it, a quicker way to do it, and it's usually, you know. 15 cents, maybe even less, 10 cents a piece, depending on how many you do. And usually they'll have a minimum on those. But here's the cool thing too, is if you do that, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll say, let's say your minimum order that you're going to order is going to be 500. But they say that we have to print a thousand of the, uh, of the inserts. Okay. They'll hold the other 500. So you might just pay the 15 cents times a thousand, so 150 bucks. You might pay that. They'll keep the 500 on their shelf there. And when you reorder another 500, they'll just use them from that batch. So usually they're pretty good about that, but that's the things you want to get done up front. Um, but to answer your question as far as like how many samples and then do I have my branding put on it? Uh, you know, do I have the box come here with, you know, my logo on that so I can see how it's going to look and feel? And the answer is no on that. Um, I did not do that with product number one. I basically, uh, when they shipped it to me, I seen what the logo looked like from another company because it was basically uh, the same product that I was selling to other companies were selling. And it just was their logo on it. So I seen their printing. 
I seen how if it was, you know, if I could scratch it off, uh, you know, and I seen the quality of, you know, the item and I seen the quality of the printing. So I didn't need to see my logo there. Now, depending on the size of your logo, that could that could be something that you might need to, to be concerned with. But again, I wouldn't overthink that. I would just, you know, inspect what they've already done and then uh, and then from there, you know, order it assuming that you're going to get that in return. A lot of times what they'll do too is before they ship it out, they'll go ahead and take a picture if you request it of the actual packaging of, you know, the the exact one that you're going to have shipped to you. They'll they'll send that to you. Now, I have looked at other samples and I've I've gotten samples from companies and certain products that I just changed my mind. I'm not going to do those products, but I've spent the 60 bucks or 50 bucks to get them here, but I didn't have my logo printed on them. They were just logos from other companies, but I wanted to just touch, feel the product, see the, you know, the branding on it, see how it, you know, how everything felt. So to answer your question, I wouldn't not, I wouldn't necessarily go after the high end packaging in the beginning. I would make that later, right? If you wanted to, because it will increase, uh, your, your price per item, but usually it'll also allow you to charge more because let's face it, when you get something in the mail, depending on what you're buying and it's got a nice box, it's heavy, uh, you know, it's rigid. It just makes you feel like the product is, is more rigid and it's just better quality and you feel like you're getting something special, almost like Christmas morning. Uh, so that's my thoughts on that. Now, let me just explain something that I did on my second product, which I got kind of bit, I got bit on, okay? And it all worked out. But uh, I had my supplier, who I've gotten a good relationship with now, so she's almost like my sourcing agent in a sense. Um, I kind of made her that, and she's accepted that role because she's there in China. So she, even if though, even if she doesn't offer my products, I can ask her if she knows any suppliers in her area that she can point me to, and she will. And I've done that. So on this one product, my second product, which I'm selling right now, uh, just just started uh, selling it actually, but. I basically asked her if uh, she knew of anyone that sells this particular product. She pointed me into like two or three different ones. And I said, would you be willing to get the sample sent to you so I don't have to wait three, four, five days? And then you can take pictures of it, maybe take a video of it and show me and give me your honest opinion on it. And she said, yeah, that's fine. I would love to do that. So she she did. She took pictures and uh, it, it looked it looked fine, you know, and she said, yeah, it looks good and it feels good and all that stuff. Well, we ended up, uh, we, because we were doing it through her and then through the supplier, the other supplier, there was a little communication, you know, different that, you know, differences there. We weren't jiving all on the same page when we thought we were, um, long story short is the accessory that I was adding to it was junk. It was terrible. So I got the item in the mail. I got all of my, I ordered 500 units on this one as a test order. And all of the packages had the two items in it because that was my package. Okay. I had item number one and then I had the accessory. Okay. But the accessory was horrible. Well, I contacted him. I'm like, I can't sell these with that in there. I just can't do it. It's going to, it's going to make my company look bad. It's, I, I can't even sell it. So, um, she apologized and said that, uh, you know, that the company that uh, I was dealing with, the, the rep there was apologetic, but the company that they sourced through, uh, so there was almost like three channels here, uh, which is again, another no, no. And, uh, she basically said that the, the, the manufacturer wasn't going to do anything about it. So she ended up giving me a credit on those accessories, but I still had to take the time now 
and pull all of those packages out, 500 of them, and then pull out the accessory that I didn't want in there and then seal the bag back up and then package everything back. And let me just say, when they package this stuff, they package it tight. Well, it was a it was a bear to get everything back in the way that they had it. It just it took a lot of time, but I learned a lesson. All right. And I learned that you definitely want to get a sample sent to you in your hands, physical in your hands. Don't rely on them to do it for you. Because something that you think might, you know, be of good quality or they they that they think would be of good quality, it might not be up to your standards. Even though in a picture it might look okay, you really got to feel it and you got to see it. Uh, and that's exactly what happened here. If I would have gotten that sample in the mail, I would have caught it immediately. And uh, and I would have said, we either got to fix that or we don't put it in the bag. And, uh, you know, it's just a lesson learned. Uh, it didn't slow me down because I was able to unpack it. So it wasn't like it wasn't like something that was fixed to the actual product. Uh, it was just an accessory that I was putting in to kind of separate myself. But a short story is the accessory that I was going to sell that I you know that I was going to sell together has now become one of my other products that I'm going to be selling because I have just found out that the one product that I'm that the second product is selling good all by itself right now I just started selling it I'm up over 10 sales a day and uh, the accessory will sell really well on its own and that will help also promote the the product that I was going to package it with so it really worked out it's actually a blessing in disguise so that's my story. Sorry I went on a little tangent there, but I wanted to share that with you because like I said, I'm going to share everything with you because I think it's 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 beneficial. And I'm making mistakes along the way. I'm just learning from them and what what to do and what not to do. And, uh, and that this is one of those examples. All right. So uh, I wanted to thank everyone for these questions. Uh, really does make me feel like I'm connecting with an individual versus just through an email or a comment. So I want to thank you for that. I hope this has been helpful. Uh, I plan on doing more shows like this too. I do plan on getting more people on here for interviews, but I have to be honest with you. I have to be 100% honest. I've been approached by companies already uh, that uh, are trying to figure out a way to get on the show. And I'm also getting people that have just their own agenda for training courses um, on certain things that, to me, do not do any value for this show at all. Uh, So I'm very selective on who's going to be on the show. So if someone does come on the show, they've passed through the the gatekeeper, if you will. Uh, But I I only want to bring you value and content that's going to help you. And if in any way I feel as though it's going to detract from the show, uh, I won't do it. So the interviews might be coming slower than I'd liked, but I'm going to personally, like I said, handpick them. And I can I could sit here and do episodes like I'm doing at this pace uh, for a long time because I have so many questions that I still have to get to and I'm constantly getting them. So that's what we're going to be doing here, all right, on this show. So it's a, it's a you know, we're, we're working on it. It's a, you know, it's kind of in progress, right? We're, we're kind of moving along here. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. I wanted to thank you once again. Uh, if you want to check out the show notes to this page with some links that I discussed, you can go to theamazingseller.com forward slash 12. 
All right. And uh, you can also, uh, there's other resources there too. The two that I want to point out is the launch process. I put together a nice PDF that gives you my seven step launch process for launching new products. Um, that there can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash launch. And I also just created one for an email follow up sequence for my process of getting feedback and then turning the feedbacks into reviews. So I'm getting uh, kind of like the double benefit there. And that can be found at theamazingseller.com com forward slash email and all of that stuff can be found over on the blog and the other thing I wanted to point out quick is you know there's uh there's a, an email opt-in form over there that you can get on the, the the list there so this way here I can update you and basically all I'm doing there is updating you that there's been a new show posted or a new resource that I've posted that's all that I'm doing there so if you wanted to get on that you can do that as well and uh, that way there you can be first to know when the, the the episodes are coming out and any of the resources that I do publish so uh, so that's it if you haven't done so already do me a quick favor head over to iTunes Leave me a little love over there and, uh, you know, give me a review, a feedback. Let me know what you think. I really love hearing uh, from everyone that's listening to the show. It really does motivate me and it gets me really, really excited. If you haven't already known that I get really excited uh, about business and just life in general, all right? We're here. Let's make the best of it and let's go after freedom so we can enjoy it. All right. So that's it. Once again, I'm Scott Volker with the Amazing Seller Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I'm rooting for you. I really am. All right. So take care. I'll talk to you soon.